Miller, and Condon. Ken Miller. Oh, Trent Condon. This is Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. Hi, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Miller and Condon. It's a Friday on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Trent Condon, Ken Miller, for the next couple of hours, talking sports with you. Thanks for spending some of that period of time with us. Here's what's coming up on the program today. Uh, At the bottom of the hour, it's Chris Williams in his Friday spot. We'll talk to Chris, talk about those turtles from Bondurant as they got in the wind column on the road to Colfax, apparently. Oh, man, that's a tough place to play. Tough road trip. It is a tough road. House of horrors. For most teams, but not the Bondurant turtles. As they uh, come out victorious for Coach Williams, we'll recap that. Probably get in Iowa State as well yeah, with maybe. Chris. Twelve oh five off to Las Vegas. Mike Palm, Circus Sports. He's the vice president of operations at Circa. He will join us. Lakers cover last night. Yeah, they did. Back to back games. Loved it. I know, but they're zero two. But they've covered in both. Wonder what that cover did last night. And it was as, as game one was teetering on the uh, which side is going to fall on. It fell on the Lakers side last night, and the Lakers are a public team, as you know, in Las Vegas. So I'm guessing it was a bad night for the properties. But uh, hopefully uh, they'll keep the lights on. They will keep the lights on. The betters have another opportunity tonight. Uh, and then uh, Tom Kakert on the Hawkeyes. Before we uh, ask four of you or give four of you an opportunity to win some barbecue from Claxons, thirty one thirty one Eighth Street Southwest in Al. Altoona uh, online klaxonbbq.com in business in Altoona for over 25 years. You've got a taste for barbecue. Well, it's worth the drive from anywhere, but if you're in the eastern part of Polk County, uh, head on over to 3131 8th Street Southwest in Altoona. You will be glad that you did. Well, pretty um, incredible night of, uh, of, of sport last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw your tweet this morning. Uh, you were up to the, well, didn't quite make it to five overtimes, but pretty damn close. Uh, I thought we were heading there. Well, I guess, right? And then uh, Kachuk, who is just a phenomenal player. Um, his dad, of course, was a terrific player. His brother's a great player. Uh, American-born. Matthews and the Kachuk brothers in the Olympics and next Winter Olympics going to be a problem. Uh, but nonetheless, Kachuk ended it last night, and you stayed up to the bitter end. How many people were in the – I'm not asking to count. Yeah, yeah. But give me – when they showed the stands, mm-hmm. were most of the people still there? I, it was – every once in a while you'd see an open seat, but not a ton. Now, not I, an I, open section or a row. No, absolutely seat. not. Yeah. Really? I mean, it was, you know, pair here, pair there, yeah. but it was – Still 90% that's full? That's incredible, because that's Eastern time zone, as we know. <laughs> right. And so, what time did it end here? One thirty. Well, let's see. I sent the tweet right afterwards. The tweet was sent at 12.55. Okay, so just about 2 o'clock Eastern time, and they were still in the building. <sighs> the Both games last night, both the NBA and the NHL, how tired. Now, tired different in each sport. You're talking about line changes, but... Mm-hmm. I jumped back in. I was watching something else, and I flipped back over. I want to say it was the beginning of the second overtime. Maybe it's the end of the first. But regardless. But you could just see going so you, from— You saw a full hockey game. Oh, yeah, I did. <laughs> and going from watching a lot of the first period. You know I had a, a bet involved in the first 10 uh-huh. minutes. Going from that to what I will flip it back. It was, it was just eye-opening how slow— the game seemed compared to what you're used to. These guys were dead tired. Gassed. And and that was in early. There was still another full overtime. Wow. Another full overtime. And almost a third full overtime mm-hmm. from when I flipped it back on. So it was incredible 
just the speed of the game and things that you talk about knowing hockey so well and me just being a novice in the sport and just how different it looked <laughs> watching it last night. Those guys were spent. And they get to do it tomorrow night. Does that lead to more goals? Well, I think you've got to change your goalie. Do you? I okay. think so. I think that would be the first thing that you address. Because and it's easier for can... Florida after getting the win, right? Absolutely. Uh, without a doubt. And they've got a good backup. So and then the uh, Carolina's backup's okay. Uh, Ranta is his last name. But um, the the tweet of the night that I saw, and I didn't see it till this morning, Jeff Goodman, who, if you follow college basketball, you've heard of Jeff Goodman. Did you see his tweet? I did, yeah. So he got on an airplane. Uh, in Boston, Logan Airport, I believe it's called. Mm-hmm. Nice little, nice. Not just going to say little. It's not a little airport. It's a big airport. Um, but got on a plane in the first period in Boston, flew to Las Vegas, got to Circa, sat down in the book, and saw the fourth period of overtime. Just flew across the country, <laughs> right? Uh, literally flew across the country. Got it out of the. Even if he had a carry on, yep. It, Got it his takes transportation. Forty-five minutes, probably, from yeah. the time that your plane leaves to yeah. if everything goes perfectly to get there, and he watches the fourth period, yeah. overtime period. Yeah, it's, it's, that's amazing, amazing tweet. But that was one of those nights. So uh, that was great. We'll see uh, game one of the West tonight, and that'll be a part of Claxons coming up here at about ten minutes before one o'clock. Speaking of that, I'm going to ask Mike Palm also to help me out here. I have two tickets on the Dallas Stars. Uh, 19 to 1 from right before the playoffs, and one from earlier in the season at 25 to 1. Jeez, those are great tickets. Good for you. Now, they're each 10 bucks. So we're talking Still. about $440 coming right. back to me. Still, 440 bucks. I'm not going to sneeze at that, mm-hmm. obviously. I really like the stars in this series, but I feel like I'm on an island. I No, I do too. I do too. You do? Okay. Yeah, I do too. So. I should probably hedge out a little bit. Mm-hmm. I should hedge out. But again, I remind you that when the playoffs started, I had nine of the 16 teams, <laughs> right. on, and I have one left, and I don't like the team I've got left. They're down one nothing, and they yeah. lost in four overtimes last night. Yeah, that's not a great start. No. What do you have? What are the final four left? So do I... Now it's, what, minus 140, something like that, on Vegas at this point? Do I just put 50 bucks down, guarantee yeah. myself a profit, I and, and roll, that, roll that fashion? Yeah. All right, I think that's what I just. I like the stars a ton in this series. Mm-hmm. I really do. With Hill, the goaltender now for Vegas, I mean he's their third teamer. Yep. And now he's going to be the starter. I like this stars team, and their goaltending was so good against Minnesota. Terrific, with, with the exception of one game. But for the most yep. part, yes, you're 100 percent right. Ottinger was great. He was excellent. I was so impressed, and obviously I watched a lot more of that series than any of mm-hmm. the others. I think there is there bounce back or is there. Is he going through a slump? What's happening there? I don't know. I don't know goaltending, obviously. So what happens to goaltenders like this? You know what? If you don't know goaltending, and and very few of us do, uh, Henrik Lundqvist, part of the – he is so freaking good. Part of the the TNT uh, talking heads between period. My God, he breaks it down like no one I've ever heard before. And I've listened to a lot of guys talk hockey between periods in my lifetime. But this is unbelievable. I don't know, Trent. Um it's not a talent thing. No, I don't think so. He's a good goaltender. Yeah, he's good. He's just he's he not just a guy didn't that have just... it. He was now he was playing against his hometown team. Okay, uh, he grew up in Minnesota. A little something mental, maybe. Yeah, and maybe he's just you it know, took it up a, a step notch. when he did that. But now, that. I mean, uh, you, you got a chance to win this series. You're playing for a cup, and every kid who puts on a pair of skates, whether you put uh, you know between the pipes or not, you dream of winning that trophy. Uh, so they're so close. Anyways, I can't wait. It's going to be fun tonight. Uh, Boston and Miami, the number is bigger than I thought. It's nine. Mm-hmm. Is it going to get to double digits? For our purposes of Claxons, I went nine and a half. That's probably the fair spot to put it. I, 
I think it could. I think everybody's going to play the zigzag theory. Uh-huh. Remembering what happened in Miami after he pulled the upset in game one against mm-hmm. Yeah, they Milwaukee. got blown out, right? Yeah. They got throttled. That was yeah. without Giannis. Right. What did they win that game by? Like 40? And I think I'm kind of leaning that direction, too. But there's something about this Heat team, <laughs> the advantages that they have. And Tatum, the disappearing act in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. He tried to get going. He just the defense was great by the Heat. Mm-hmm. A couple of bad turnovers in there. Yeah, a couple and, of awful turnovers. He'll have a bounce back, though. He I think always so. does that. Yeah, I so, think so I'm going to play the zigzag theory, but uh, I'll, you I'll tell you, I'm not confident. Prop? With it. Are you going to play scoring prop on him? Oh, and Tatum, yeah. Yeah. yeah when I put together my same game parlay, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. That'll be a part of it, too. I think you have to, just because that's what history has certainly shown us here. And Marcus Smart was really good passing the ball. I might play him in points. Yeah. That's a guy that I at least have on my that list. Bounce here. pass from the top of the key oh. underneath. Boy, that was a thing of beauty in that game. You know, we 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 think Tatum had a back. He had thirty. I know. Yeah, <laughs> and then did his business. But it's because of the did, fourth quarter. He had nothing. I'm, I agree with you. I agree with you. And every when time they he tried to get him. going, the, yep. they, he would the Heat yep. would just cover him up. Yep. Credit to them. Yep. Spolstra, he's going to be pushing more buttons. Mm-hmm. But I could absolutely see this. Uh, we've talked about points bet as they're being uh, moved or being sold. To fanatics. So that what their big deal is, is called points betting, where you can bet like a swath. But you, it never caught on, though, it? Did didn't. It. Yeah. But this would be one I'd be willing to do that, where I think Boston could win this game by 25. Mm-hmm. And you bet them 9.5, then you get 16 extra points, and you get a bonus depending on that. Per you're, you're right point, there. correct? Yes. Yeah. Never caught on, though. Nope, never did. It's hard enough to gamble. I, yeah, you throw an extra element into it, right? And, and we don't want to. We don't want to. When, when we're watching a game, we're watching a game. We're not trying to educate ourselves on, on how to bet on sports. You, you know, the, we've learned the point spread. We've learned money line, etc., like mm-hmm. that. I just think it's asking too much. Now you got in-game betting that's uh, that, that's sweeping the country. This uh, points bet never took off. So, um, what what is fanatics going to do? I mean, their their goal is obviously they've got a terrific business. They do with apparel. Do Apparel, they, they've got it into trading cards. That's been a big part okay. of one of their uh, more recent So they've editions. got a huge database, I would assume, uh-huh. right, to begin with? Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. they got a lot of emails. Yep. And that's kind of where you start, right? Mm-hmm. They're going to take points bet technology, which is really good. Their app is really is sharp. It? Yeah. Yep. I, I do enjoy the interface that they have on their app, but they're going to take the technology, they're going to take their database, and they're going to come... The guy that runs it, I heard an interview with him, oh, it was probably maybe a year ago. He was on the Bill Simmons podcast. Really impressed by the guy. I mean, he is sharp, and this is something where they're talking about getting their hands into everything sports-wise. Maybe mm. eventually owning Ownership? a team. Yeah, really? absolutely. That's kind of the direction that they're heading. So that's one, if you uh, jumped on board as I did, a little stock price a while back that worked out pretty well. We'll see if that continues. But really sharp guy, and I think it'll be fine, and... Hey, more hands in the game. If you're a gambler, that's yep. a good thing. Yep. Consolidation is bad. That is bad for no, us awful. as sports betting. Awful. We want more people yeah. involved. And that's what the strip essentially is right now. It There's is. like two or three different shops. Uh, you might be dip- betting in different hotels, but you're betting into the same pool a lot of times mm-hmm. or into the same, with the same company uh, a lot of times. So the game last night, look, um, Le- LeBron, he had a bad night. Yeah, I don't know how to paint it any other way, right? You look at his points, okay, got 22. but And and, and I get it. I mean, we're going to see the replay over and over again when the ball slips out of his hands. Man. He's on a clear cut. You know, nobody within 15, 20 feet of him in, in the basket. He makes that t- a 99. Nah, well, 999 out of, out of 1,000 <laughs> he makes that right. shot. Yeah. Um, but but Davis wasn't good. Couldn't uh, LeBron didn't make a three. Uh, Davis did his ba- did his damage on the free throw line last night, but Davis and LeBron both had in subpar games for them in a big spot, 
and they only got beat by five on the road. So I don't think that this series is over. I kind of walked away the same way. We said yesterday it was important because winning four out of five against Denver is going to be incredibly mm-hmm. difficult, and I still believe that. I'm not sure they can win the series, but I don't think that it's mm-hmm. going to be as one-sided as it appears. Game, uh, What, a series doesn't start until a somebody loses, loses a game, yep, yep. and I think you can play that in this one. Denver's just so good, and when we talked about watching the overtimes of hockey last night, watching the fourth quarter, My it was God. everybody. Joker was Dead. Yeah, but it was Murray that was really the guy. Yes. 23 points. He was incredible. Yeah. But by the time we got to about the six-minute mark, you're kind of waiting for the Lakers to have that next mm-hmm. push. to, And it just never mm-hmm. came. LeBron, some of those three-pointers. So he falls into the stands. or yeah, Somebody's drink. Pushed. Yeah. yeah. He's got, got the doers and seven all over him. <laughs> Somebody hands him a towel. He yeah. says thank you, which right. was just hilarious. It was good. And he's just you know, dead panting right there. Yeah. I love that. And then he walks it up the floor. You tell there was nothing left in the tank mm-hmm. at that point. Mm-hmm. Walks it up the floor. He looked 38 at that point. Didn't get a screen. Nobody is setting a pick and roll. He just walks it up, takes a chuck up the three. What is it now? He has missed something like 20-some in a row in the fourth quarter from three? I didn't know it was that bad. I, I can't remember the exact number, but I saw it last night. I think it was on Twitter. It, 22, 23, three-pointers in a row he's missed in, in the, the fourth, fourth quarter. quarter. That is alarming. Mm. And he took a bunch of them. And, and every one of them... If he would have hit him, would have been a monstrous yeah. shot, including that one. But there are three others that were all in huge moments, and they were just lazy. Trent, the team made eight threes. They make two more threes. They win the basketball game. I mean, they were eight for 30 from three, for crying out loud. I, I think it's a series. I really do. Uh, just for that very reason. Lakers didn't play well, and they're within five. Yeah. On the road. It's not a bad thing with AD no. having that kind of game. No, he was bad last night. Lonnie, uh, what's happened to our guy Walker? <laughs> He just he just does it once when he's I got good, right? he, He's morphed back into oh, being uh, Lonnie Walker the fourth again. Um, he's going to be like Charles Bugs for me. I'll, I'll never forget Lonnie Walker. <laughs> Charles Bugs, gopher. Yes. What uh, year was that? Oh, that had to be a decade ago. Had to have been. He, were, he averaged I don't know two points a game. Oh, he and hit one three pointer. He had nine night. threes or something <laughs> in that know. game. A six nine lanky uh-huh. power forward, just chucking him up with a hideous shot. And they're all fine at the bottom of the net. That was Lonnie Walker that night mm-hmm. as we were sitting in Circa and got beat by Lonnie Walker. And I've been beat by Charles Bugs. And <laughs> I'm going to guess there's going to be plelly of other names oh, that will continue. Oh, there'll be others that yes. to add to the list. Hatchimore was really good last night. Was. Both ends of the floor. I mean, what was he? Eight for eight at one point? Was he, was he made his first eight shots, I think, and then missed his last two. And Austin Reeves, it felt like looking at the box score, his game was even better than that. As the Nuggets were just pushing forward there in the beginning of the fourth quarter, I turned to Tara, who doesn't care, and she's. I'm like, "Where's Austin Reeves?" She goes, "Which one's that?" It's Why that. are you asking me? <laughs> right, but where was he? Yeah. He wasn't. I know everybody's got to get a blow, right? Everybody's mm-hmm. got to get a break, mm-hmm. but it was just such an important time, and that's how important Austin Reeves, a guy that Has was become. okay. No, I don't, I don't think he. Was, I think if he was okay, I'd have remembered him. He's fine. He was. He's fine. He was fine. But that wasn't the gameplay when you're playing the Sooners. I do not remember one minute of his Big 12 career. Not one. And here he is. Uh-huh. One of the most indispensable Lakers yep. playing in the Western Conference Finals. Austin Reeves. Sports. What did you say yesterday? Sports. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Greatest reality show that we have. It is. No That's Bob Bryan's it. line. He's 100% yeah. right is, is what it is. All right. Well, we will uh, get game two of the uh, Eastern uh, tonight. Uh, game three of uh, West tomorrow. Do they yeah. come back? It's, just, it's all the way through back-to-back. Awesome. And every one of the games that start at 730. That's terrific. No, it's not. Good.
<laughs> Not for terrific you. for you. Yeah, terrific for me. You can watch the whole thing. That's good for you. Yeah. Uh, although you took over last night, you watched the overtime <laughs> periods in hockey. That's a that's a hell of an effort. Out well, of you. Th- it's do, one of do you things. have an endpoint? Um, no. You I was, were you were in for the duration. I was because you committed. didn't bet the game, did you? I mean, you no, had just a prop. that first ten minute. Yeah. But yeah, and there was a couple of times I opened up the app and do I lie bet here? I told you I, I had an inkling towards the Panthers yesterday. I yeah. just never pulled the trigger. Kicking myself, obviously. Mm-hmm. Hindsight's 50, uh, 2020. But with that, and I opened it a couple of times, and just the numbers were never at a spot where I felt comfortable one way or the other. There are a couple of times, though, that I certainly seemed uphill for one side and uphill on the other, and back and forth they went. But it was just entertaining. Did Carolina would, have any opportunities well, in overtime? Did they? Yeah, play, I, both teams. But I, I would say Carolina probably had more. Did they really? They yeah. certainly did in the first overtime period. Yeah. And then midway through the second, I was you know done. That was it. Yeah. Had to call it a night. Yeah. I was so committed to it at that point. We're watching history, right? Yeah, could have been. And when you're watching history, mm-hmm. it's hard to turn it off. Right. Same thing as we used to talk about when we actually used to get long baseball games. Yeah. On those West Coast games. Yeah. And like, all right, or your team's playing out there. I'm going to stay up. Happens once, twice, three times a year. Same thing last night with hockey. That's kind of where I was. Now, if we're getting to 1.30, 2 o'clock, yeah. you're doing the math in your head. All right, we're down to five hours of sleep. We're down to four. Mm-hmm. It gets a little bit different, but at that point, I just... You know, I have no stake in the game, per no. se, and you're betting out. I want to spend a minute on the St. Louis Cardinals because, my good God, has this team come to life in a big, big way? They're scoring runs. Pitching hasn't been great, but it's been good enough. Um, this is a remarkable turnaround, and the, and, and for as... It's been, what, two weeks, ten days, or something like that? Um that they've, they've just got on this run and just made up an incredible amount of ground. And don't look now, Trent, but we may get. Can they be? I mean, it's too much to ask that they're in first place at Memorial Day. Right. But is there two teams behind them at that point? Three teams behind them at that point? Yeah, I, I think they're probably. They're in last place this morning as we get up. They're a game behind the Reds and the Cubs. And they've won eight of their last ten, and they're still in last place. This is how mired they were. I believe in it. The bats mm-hmm. have come alive. Yeah, They're getting just enough in the pitching mm-hmm. staff. I don't think it's going to be great. Contreras looks like good Wilson Contreras, yeah. both catching and certainly hitting the ball again. Uh, Arnauto's on an incredible run right now. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is a team that... Um, well, the price wasn't good enough. Even though they were in last place, they were the second choice to win the division. But man, oh man, the Redbirds come to life, which is good for business. Absolutely. Have a local team yep. that matters. Yep. That's always good. Arnado over the last week, six home runs, 15 RBI. Yeah, that's pretty good. Gorman over the last week, four home runs, 12 RBI. Contreras, three home runs, seven RBI. Batting average not very good, just batting 214. DeYoung with three home runs. A couple from uh, Nizer, the, uh, the backup catcher, or was a starter there for what, yeah, three, yeah. three days. Uh, they're just they're getting it from all the places, and, and just a little bit of pitching is all it takes. And certainly the Flaherty that we saw the last time out, if they get that guy back, what was it, the 2019? Is that when Flaherty burst uh, on the speed scene? Whatever year yeah, that was. Yeah, 2018 maybe, 18 or 19. We were in the penalty box. Whatever year yeah. it was. If they get that guy back... That's a mm-hmm. guy that can lead a staff. Mm-hmm. He was that good at that time. Yeah, he was the heir apparent to, you know, the 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 next Cardinal ace. Michaelis is Michaelis. Okay. Yeah, he's he is what he is, right? He's just innings eater. Mm-hmm. You hope you get five out of him. Save your yep. bullpen for another yep. day. Those kind of things. Same thing with Montgomery. They they have work to do though. If they're going to be more than just hey, they can win this crappy division. 
there has to be more there, certainly in that pitching staff. Are they now, when you when you look at it, because um, we thought, we, we started the week, or at some point during the week, we thought, and we were talking about the National League, boy, this is a two-team race. It's, uh, it's the Dodgers, it's the Braves, and who's that third team? Are they, I mean, we're talking about a team that's in last place in their division, but are they the third team, if you were to power rank here this morning? Yeah. In the National League? I, I don't think there's... I mean, they're better than the Diamondbacks? They're better than the Padres? They're better than the Phillies? They're better than the Fish? I think so. I think so, too. So, on Monday... Brewers? We started this conversation. The Cardinals were plus 450 to win the division. As we look at it here this morning, they're plus 275. Mm. Grab it while you can. And I think it's still worth the wager. I, I do, too. Grab it while you can. Uh, because the, the team is on a roll. The division is not good, as, as we've seen. Cubs are going the wrong way. Pirates got off to a great start. One of the good stories in baseball, at least to begin the season. They've fallen on hard times. Cincinnati's going to scuffle all year long. Uh, the Brewers, mm, uh, we shall see. Uh, let's get Jeff in here, and then we'll spend a couple of minutes on uh, on the golf where uh, not a lot of movement today, right? Justin Rose got off to a good start, mm-hmm. but DeChambeau, what was he to start? The, he was a big price. Oh, yeah, he was huge. It was most play. Well, Circuit was north of, I think, 100 to 1. Was he really? Yeah. Um, uh, Jeff joins us. Welcome to the program, Jeff. How are you? Good. Let's just start with a fun fact uh, of the day. Uh, the Western Conference Finals, Eastern Conference Finals, there's been, or finals, sorry, there's been six teams that have came back from a 2-0 deficit. That's on the road, at home, it does not matter. So I understand, and, and I use it the same way. You know, the series doesn't start until you win a road game. I get it. But, and I'm not saying the Lakers aren't going to win the series. What I'm saying is they have a long mountain to climb. Now, out of those six, LeBron and his teams have done it twice, being down 0-2. But at age 38, and maybe yep. you touched on it already or, or you haven't, let's talk about matchups. Vanderbilt's their best defender. They're up going to the fourth quarter. They pull Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt barely played in the fourth. Seventeen quarter. minutes That's... in the game. I was shocked by that. Now, now let's go. A little, let's dig a little deeper. Let's. You guys like to talk about facts, so let me give you some. Jamal Murray had thirteen going into the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Twenty-three. Who was guarding Jamal Murray for most of that game? Uh, my guess is Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt. He goes mm. off fourth quarter. He does his thing, and, and that's not the reason. I don't think why they lost. I'm just trying to give you a fun fact here. Mm-hmm. Now, let's move on to another one. LeBron James at age 38, or however old he is. He's 38. There's time. 38, he's guarding Joker. You don't think Joker's, you know, like, a, it's like boxing. Jab, 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 right in his stomach. Sooner or later, you're going to wear him you're gonna down. Fati- yep. You're going to get fatigued. You guys already touched base on the three point shooting. You don't think Denver's baiting him to shoot threes? <laughs> yeah. Now Layoff. you get fa- exactly. Now you get. Mo- now when you get fatigued, your body tells you, Trent, hey, let's not drive in the paint and get and get whacked and shoot mm-hmm. free throws. I'm just going to get comfortable and shoot mm-hmm. threes. I don't care if you're LeBron James, you're Trent, you're Jeff. You're going to start to kind of just lay back, get comfortable, and shoot threes. And that's what happened last night. And, and you guys have talked about LeBron shooting from deep. It's 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 a it's a, it's a crazy number. Now. Let's give respect where respect's due. We've talked about this. You guys had to come on. We've talked about the seeds from four, five, six, seven, eight in the Western Conference. Nobody wants to talk about Denver. Denver has found a way as the number one seed. And all we talk about is, well, the Lakers blew it. They could be up one. It could be one, one. It could be two, zero. <laughs> yeah. Why don't we give respect yeah. to the the number one seed who found a way? To win. What did Malone I, say I, last night at the end of put that in your pipe and smoke it? We were up one nothing. 
Yeah, what? Yeah, that's yeah. And when you hear that quote, it was it was hilarious. But what he was saying is, is like, guys, we win. Yeah. Joker might not have had the best game, but somehow we're always talking about the Lakers. And I get it; they're the, they're the Lakers and all the history, and that's fine. And I'm not saying this series is over, but man, the number one seed is just taking care of business. Mm-hmm. And so we'll see Saturday night. And I think, uh, you know, we'll see. I don't know. I can see the Lakers really just kicking their butts Saturday night. And then we got a game four. And I think the series is right back on track. Um, but it's time to give respect to Denver and especially yep. Murray. Yep. I, don't, I mean, people are saying, well, Denver might need another, you know, a true number no, two. No, 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 no. Jump, jump. Murray is their number two. Yeah, yeah. Let's see how this series goes. You guys have a good weekend. Yeah, appreciate so it. Uh, and and Jeff's hundred percent right. I mean, talking about Joker having to bet. He had triple double. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, he was dead in the fourth. He quarter. was. He was. But again, this is how good this cat is. He, he has a, a triple, triple double. double. Like, hey, he wasn't that good. Yeah, when I had an off night, it was a C game for him. Mm-hmm. I just went out and had a triple double. Yeah, come talk to me again when he gets fifty. Uh, the number is nineteen consecutive missed threes from is LeBron in the fourth right? quarter. One of 20 That's in the 38 playoffs. years old, Trent. Yeah, that's, that's what it is. It's old legs. It is. It's old legs. And that's a lot of games. Yes, it is. And that's a lot of postseason on top of 82 or whatever we would play during the regular season. Found that one in my notes. Uh, I got wow. one more for you. Over to the PGA. Just a quick touch on that. Okay. This is from Shane Bacon. He used to have Shane on the radio a lot. Need to get him back. Okay. Get him in the Rolodex. He's excellent. Saw him when Fox had the coverage, and now he's doing a lot of things for the Golf Channel. How brutal was Oak Hill on Thursday? The toughest round of the year on the PGA Tour before yesterday was the second round of the players. 257 over par for the field. 257 over par. Yesterday, the field was 574 (laughs) over par. Jesus. More than double. That's wild. The most difficult round of the year before this, it is more than double. I told you this thing was going to be a bear. Yeah. Projected cut is four over. Make the you 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 make the weekend uh, if you're four over or better. This thing is entertaining too. I love watching this course. Uh, I love the struggles, and it's not. It's the, how about the rough? Well, and it's it's not the U.S. Open rough though, where it just you're dead, right? No, but it grabs your club. It, this is thick. It, it's thick. Yeah, but it's not. The U.S. Open, it feels like at times they just trick it up to trick it up. Yeah, they do. And they take it to a completely different uh-huh. level. Unfair almost. Yes. Although it's fun to watch as it, a duffer. It, absolutely. Hey, I can do that too. Yep. And have. <laughs> many times. This is an incredibly difficult golf course. The guy that made this golf course 100 years ago, over 100 years ago, this is what he wanted. He wanted the thing to be as difficult as mm. possible. That is how he made this course. And you see it play out in this one. Six, seven under, I think is going to win it. Yeah, right now, uh, uh, four under has the lead. How about, uh, I mean, the number one player in the world, for crying out loud, was six over. And he looked awful. That is as bad as I've ever mm-hmm. seen John Rahm look. He looked brutal yesterday. What's his price? I mean, he's, that's too far to come back, isn't it? I would think so. I mean, six, if he goes out today, shoots uh, four under, gets mm-hmm. back to plus two, another in my... It, it's good on this course. The guy that we saw yesterday. Now he's had slow starts before. Well, the Masters yeah. he had a slow start, and he was able to come back. But it, but I don't think on this course you can go out there any day and shoot six under, seven right. under on any given day. You can't shoot have the sixty-five. Yeah, or, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I'm kind of with. I you mean, Deshambo was sixty-six yesterday. But the, how about this cat? I'm just watching the TV. Uh, uh, what's his name? Tom Kyle. Is that his name? The guy that went into the mud. Oh, Kim. 
Todd Kim? Yeah. My God. <laughs> Just mud. Have, you, have you heard of this guy before? Yeah, this? yeah. Yeah, he's uh, one of the younger guys that's he? coming up. Yeah. He's been one of them that have been talked about. That was <laughs> hilarious. And when he saw the reaction for the first time when he was back in the uh, doing the post-round interview and he saw it online, they showed him on, uh, what it was like and uh, good stuff. Anyways. Rom's 100 to 1 right now. Is he 100 betting. to 1? I think that's worth 10 bucks. Yeah, I'll say John Rom as we fire at it right now. We'll uh, make that one. Your live betting update: uh, Scheffler is plus two ten. Rose and DeChambeau both eleven to one. Hovland DJ twelve to one. So still pretty good prices out there. There are uh, good stuff. All right, we'll take our time out. Chris Williams joins us next. We'll talk Iowa State and those Bondurant Turtles on the road to Colfax, getting it done. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, one hundred six point three. Careers. I never thought that this is where I'd settle down. Here's some pipes for you. Yeah, who is that? I'd die Trace an Atkins. Old man back in my home. He's an actor too. They I gave think he's me in a country land. music sitcom. I mean, it's not sitcom. Reba? No, she's in. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Done. Way over the tips of my skis. So are both you. of us. Uh, Chris Williams joins the program. He'll help us that out. show got canceled. Was it? But was, he was right. Yeah, that was the single. Worst television drama I have ever watched in my life. I'm not kidding. Susan Sarandon in it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was insanely bad. Like, I can't even... I'm not going to waste my time with you guys going through the plot. But it was the... I watched one and a half episodes. And it... I mean, you're talking to a guy who watches pro wrestling. (laughs) You know, it was too far for me. So, Yeah. Don't ever bring that show up again. Promise I won't. Promise, promise I won't. Want to keep the audience. That's the goal, as you know. So we're going to start with the Bondurant Turtles. Uh, keeping that <laughs> yeah. On the road at Colfax, as you pointed out in your tweet, not yeah. an easy place to play in yet. No. Now get back in the, get back on the bus or into the cars, and with a 2 nothing win secured. Big win. Big win. It, it, was, it was basically like a blackout at Kinnick that we walked into mm. the other night. You know, those Colfax people were... They're hardcore about their uh, little league softball. Yeah, no, we. I was telling Trent off the air, Ken, that that's what happens when you play in that Bondurant little league. You get battle tested, uh-huh. and then you, you know, and then you got to go out on the road, and you, you know, there. Our, our team. You say what you want about our talent, may not be there, but we have seen and fought through adversity, brother, and that's what we did the other night in Colfax. Well, we might have to get a little rivalry going here because last night Ella Condon went four for four with Whoa, three home runs in pitch coach All softball. Right. Now she batted last, so she just got to keep running around the bases, and that's how she got her three home runs, including a grand slam. Though, heck of a performance out of the young Condon kid. Jeez. All right, that's what I like to hear. West Des Moines against Bondurant. You guys ready for the challenge? You'll be a, a, man. I, I feel like we've got some demographic challenges uh, with <laughs> West Des Moines kids. I feel like we were kind of playing, but yeah, we'll bring it on. All Let's right, go. We'll, we'll uh, set it up. We're gonna have a lot of juice boxes at the end of that one. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and no one West Des Moines. They'll be trying to poach that kid. Those kids from Bondurant. Hey, <laughs> quiet over there. Quiet over there. <laughs> hey, uh, all kidding aside, good for good for you coaching your daughter, and I know she's having a blast too. And I'll look back on this as fondly as you will at some point. So, Chris, I don't think for the longest time I thought that um, a realignment conversation was just something Big Twelve footprint sports talk shows did <laughs> during the <laughs> summer months, right? Um, yeah. But boy, oh boy, this has really become a cottage industry, hasn't it? Now that the ACC uh, 
sports talkers and writers and bloggers are involved uh, with the Pac-12. I, I have no idea how it's going to end, but uh, from a Big 12 perspective, it's kind of fun to watch this one, right? Not knowing that uh, you're in the frying pan or knowing you're not in the frying pan. I think so. Yeah, it's it's, it's certainly better in, in my instance when, you know, we've gone through these missile crises. The first one, you know, I was I had just joined um, and started Cyclone Fanatic with the guys, and I mean, like within a year, you know, we were staring down the barrel of having a fan site for a Mountain West team, <laughs> yep, and yep. it was terrifying. Uh, so, th- yeah, this is a much different, much different feel. I, I kind of get the feeling too that, you know, h- here's the situation: everybody's afraid of being left at the table, right? And the um, well, if they're going to go to thirty teams, then uh, we want to make sure we're there. The the fact of the matter is, if that ever happens, and I think that's a big if, I don't think that will happen. If it does ever happen like that, then none of this is ever really going to matter. It's like, oh, well, Virginia is one of these seven schools that's voting to dissolve the ACC or whatever the rumor. Virginia is not getting invited to that party, right? Now, they may end up in the Big Ten in, in some capacity, um, and that's where it gets kind of exciting for me as a Big 12 fan because I, I don't think, again, like I don't think this is going to be like an NFL 2.0. Could be wrong. Um, but I, I think the Big 12 has a real chance to be the third league. Yep, I do too. When this whole thing is done. I thought that for a while. The ACC, you know, their old um, commissioner, Swafford, he signed that grant of rights deal through 2036, and at the time everybody called him a genius, and that was kind of his last gift to the conference before he left. And everybody at that time, guys, we talked about a television bubble and that this isn't sustainable and all that, and we're laughing at that now. I just I look at this, and the ACC looks a lot like the Pac-12 to me, where, yeah, I can see the Pac-12 signing another five- to six-year deal. I think that's very realistic to think that. But do I think that, you know, Oregon and Washington are long-term members of that league? No, I don't. Do I think that Clemson and Florida State and Miami and Virginia are long-term members of the ACC? I don't. They're going to be splitting up between the Big Ten, the SEC, and I think the Big 12 will be fortunate enough to pick up some of those, you know, schools as well. And I think you're going to have three leagues, and I think the Big 12 will – you know, not obviously not worth as much as the SEC in the Big in the Big Ten, but I feel like they're in a pretty good spot right now. We hear the Big Twelve kicking the tires on UConn. You hear, "Hey, we don't want San Diego State in the Pac-12." Maybe that's a possibility. Obviously, the four corner schools, on and on and on. As you look towards that future and the possibility that it consolidates, maybe it is just three. And with the ACC fracturing, don't you want to hold off a little bit and not take a UConn when there could be? A Duke, a yeah. Georgia Tech, a program like that kind of waiting. Don't don't does the Big Twelve need to be careful, I guess I should say. I think I'm with you, Trent. Like I, I listen, I, I think that they've done really well. Yeah. They they got the those group of five schools that have real value and you saw that in their television package. Um what are what is Part of me thinks that this that this your mark is just throwing this out there just for conversation. Like, <laughs> I find it really hard to believe that they're really going to talk to Fresno State seriously, mm-hmm. yeah. right? Like, to, like that would be like in my the UConn thing makes sense because I keep hearing that your mark's trying to create the SEC of basketball. Yep. Like, I've heard that yep. 
I've talked to you guys about that for months now. So that one, like, would make a little bit of sense to me. It makes less sense if I'm UConn. Like, come on. Like, Mm -hmm. just trash your football program, be in the Big East, and do, like, what Creighton does, and all of your NIL dollars are going into one spot. Don't try and win in football. You're not going to ever be good, so stop trying. That's what I would do. Um, But, yeah, I, I really think at the end of the day, the Big 12, it's those four corner schools from the Pac-12 that would give them, you know, more importantly, like that's cultural fits. Like I actually think that those, that would work. And then they get that time zone. And then Trent, to answer your question, I think you just hold off from there and you wait around. And I think you're going to end up getting half of these ACC schools that you want because the Big Ten and the SEC are already so big. They can't, you know, add a lot more that will increase their television package. So I'm with you and like these big 12s, you know, they're getting tossed around with all these names, but it's like, I also think this, your Mark's pretty savvy and I could see him planting some of this stuff out there. I agree. Just to get people going. Yep. And to keep us, uh, keep the big 12 in the conversation piece while everybody's talking, you know, uh, what was me with the ACC schools and the PAC 12 and when we're going to find out about our media rights, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, going to be fascinating, uh, to see how this all plays out. Chris, uh, I don't know if you're in, if you've started to, Reacquaint yourself with Big Twelve football yet, um, man? It's, it's I know I'm the same way. Um, where are you on, on on Iowa State's fit in this year's Big Twelve football wise? I, I I think somewhere, probably middle of the pack. To I don't think they'll be at the bottom. I, I think it was really interesting when Vegas came out. I think DraftKings was the first book to come out with the line. You know, they're anticipating these new Big 12 schools to kind of struggle. And to me, like, that's a huge aspect of this. It's like I, Iowa State kind of got a rough deal because you got to go to Cincinnati and you got to go to Provo. That's your two, you know, schools that you have to play um, of the of the new guys. So that that's a pretty tough draw. But it's hard to switch conferences. It's even harder when you're going up you know, from group of five to power five. So I, you know, part of me thinks like these are some pretty nice, you know, brands, but I think that like Houston, I think their number is like four and a half. Right. So I think the core of the program that Campbell has, you got to remember, you know, and they lost the games, but they were really close in a lot of those last year. And man, if you could, you know, split that, I mean, I, you know, I think six and six would be a really good year for them. I I'd probably too. put them, yep. you know, how many teams are even in the league now? Twelve. Fourteen. So probably this year. Fourteen. Yeah. Oh yeah, fourteen this year, and then twelve next year. Yeah. So I would say that would put them around seven or eight. But I don't. I don't know enough about the rest of these schools yet because there's the transfer thing. It's just so hard to know who's playing for these guys. But I don't think Cincinnati's going to be that good. Mm-hmm. I don't think Houston's going to be that good. I think BYU's probably a five and seven, six and six team, and UCF's probably the best of the of the four. I think West Virginia is going to stink. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kansas should be a lot better. I, we we kind of know what the rest of them. So, I mean, I think Iowa State is kind of right there with your Texas Tech, and, you're in, and they're going to be in a lot of one-possession games, and hopefully they can pull them out this year. And if they don't, you know, probably looking at another 4-8, and eight, they can win the close games. I don't think 8-4 and four is that crazy either. I love what Kleiman's doing at Kansas State. They're going to be right there yeah. once again, I think, this season. How about the team that they played in the Big 12 championship game, TCU? There's got to be some kind of step back you'd anticipate. They won so many close games, had so many things go yeah. their way. How big of a step back, though? 
Well, Vegas has them, I think, seven and a half, right? Is that what it was? Wow. So, mm. yeah, it was seven and a half. So, if we're trusting our experts in the desert, I think it's a considerable step back. Yeah. You know, I think that they're kind of the best. They're, they're a sneaky good NIL team, too, though. So, oh. it's like, I still think that we're learning about this. Like, I, Iowa will be really interesting. They've never really had an influx of transfers. Like, some programs do well with it. Some don't. I also think the batch of transfers matters. Last year, Dykes was able to mesh all those guys together. They, I think they had more transfers than anybody in the league, um, and they did really, really well. Uh, not every transfer class is the same. So I, I think they take a step back. I think the number is seven and a half. I mean, they're really talented. I'd probably put them seven or eight wins, but yeah. they're not going to be in the title game again. No, I don't think that. Although we could think back, I mean, Duggan didn't win the job last year. Chandler <laughs> Morris won the starting job. That's true, and, got, and he's back again for another year. I think it's going to be fascinating. So, who's the favorite? Oklahoma, probably Texas, Oklahoma, right? or Texas. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't. Know. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. No, the, the Texas thing, uh, we've, we've seen this before. They're the most talented. Every time, we, yeah, most years. They always are. Yep. Um, and I just, I don't think Sarkeesian is very good. I just, I think he's really good X's and O's. I don't think he's a good culture guy, a good leader. So, like, I wouldn't be surprised if they underachieve again. They could underachieve and go nine and three, ten and two guys, and then they're looking to fire him before they go to the SEC. That was kind of my prediction all along. But <laughs> nice. yeah, I think, I think they'd be the favorite. And man, I, how you look past Kansas State? It's mm-hmm. just like it's Snyder two point Like you just yep. you look at them and they're not sexy, and then all of a sudden they're you know, they got nine wins as you're heading into this November. So I put those two, and I I guess I'm kind of out there on Oklahoma. I don't think Oklahoma State's going to be very good. I'm pretty down on him right now. But Oklahoma's weird to me. It's like yeah, I are. don't know about that coach. It just seems it seems odd to me watching them try and do what they're doing. But, of course, they're talented as well. So, But, yeah, I, I think Texas would be my clear-cut vote. They are the betting favorite, plus 120 right now with DraftKings. Oklahoma, the second choice, plus 350. Who's third, K-State? K-State, plus yeah. 450. Yeah. And then you get into Texas Tech is the fourth choice, 12-1. to one. TCU, 16-1, to one, along with Baylor. Kansas, 35-1. to one. Central Florida, 40-1. to one. We're still missing a team. There's Oklahoma State. You're right on that, Chris. Fifty to one. The ninth betting choice, the Iowa State Cyclones, huh. sixty to one. Oof. Yeah, yeah, about right where we had him. Kansas is interesting too. I love Leipold. I think he's fantastic. What were they five and one to start last year? They start five and zero. Oh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, they're good, but it's just like now, like people are like, oh, could they get to nine wins? Like, well, that's a pretty big jump. Yeah, it is still. a huge jump, right? Like so. I'm kind of tapping the brakes on them. I feel like they're going to be this like sexy offseason team because of what they did last year. But it's like, is it, we've seen with Iowa State so many times in the last 20 years, going from, you know, three wins to six is not that difficult. Going from six to nine yeah. is where it gets really hard for these programs that just don't recruit at a very high level. So. As good as Leipold is, man, I I'm, I would consider looking under on on the Jayhawks. 
Thanks for talking Big 12 and Iowa State. Uh, and, and Turtle Durant Baseball. And Turtle Baseball. Or indeed. softball. Yeah, catch it. Yeah. Do you got a block yeah. rocker out there where you got walk-up music for the ladies? <laughs> yeah, well, I, we yeah we got the uh, the Bose sound system uh-huh. here. Yeah. I was going to invite Uncle Ken to come out and watch a ball game here. I'm good luck. Out of his face. <laughs> good, yeah, good luck. Uh, <laughs> I like following the results online. We do have a bookie out there. You do? Right field. Have a good week, Chris. Thanks for doing this. All right. See you, buddy. Yep. Cyclone Fanatic, Iowa Everywhere. Chris Williams joins us on Friday to talk Iowa State and the, uh, and the Big 12. 60 to 1. Long price. But a fair price. Yeah. I think. Texas Tech has done a really good job in the recruiting realm. I still think they're probably a year away and with the departures. I'm with Chris. Oklahoma, it's so difficult to wrap my mind around. You know from the get-go. Gabriel's not... back, right? Yeah, he, he is. is. Yeah, I yeah. was not a Venables guy. I uh-huh. thought he was a bad hire. Great coordinator. Absolutely. We've seen a lot of great coordinators flame up. He is a weird dude. Yeah. That normally does not work as a head coach. And he's got to kind of do it here, right? Yeah. As you but make also, the move to the SEC, uh-huh. if they... But they even stubbed their they, toe again, seven and five. Great, you know what? You and Chris are onto something. Maybe what if Sarkeesian and Venables don't even make it to the SEC? <laughs> we get a rematch: Kansas State, TCU, Baylor, in the title K game. State, yeah. or K State, somebody. And all of a sudden, both Texas goes eight and four, Oklahoma seven and five. Hey, we got to reset as we're going to the SEC because mm. it's a different ball game. Yeah, I don't think if if Sarkeesian's not there, I don't think you you um, Arch Manning going to go anywhere. First coach fired. Prop. Let's find the numbers. That's 10 before noon. We'll be back to finish the hour. Busy hour number two. Mike Palm head to Vegas to kick it off. Tom Kakert on the Hawks. Four of you will get a chance to play for Claxon's Barbecue. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.4. Oh, 1-800-BETS-OFF. Now back to Miller and Condon on 106.3 KXNO. Here's Ken and Trent. All right, final couple of minutes, hour number one, Miller and Condon. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO, Claxon's Barbecue Giveaway. That's coming up in about an hour from right now. Uh, we'll give four of you a chance to win some BBQ from Claxon's. I stumbled across this story, and I guess I didn't realize it, and maybe I should have because I hadn't seen his name on Twitter uh, after um, a baseball game all season long. You know who's been missing in action this season? Missing in action? Baseball writer? No. Baseball, hmm. No. You um, see a lot of iPhones with the missed call, missed call, missed call. You know, and it's kind of a, what do you call him, a gif or whatever, gif or whatever that is. Angel Hernandez has not been umpiring. He umpired opening day and has been gone since. You and umpires. Well, but don't you I mean it's normally it's once a week, right? The people are bitching about Angel, but well, we, but nobody knows I, where I he is. You, you have a different algorithm that you follow compared to me. They they know your hatred of umpires. So where what, what do you when you're on Twitter? Um, or do you ever do Twitter other than on your phone? No. So you don't have the for you or the following option that's on? it's on there, but is I, it? I never click on it. Um, I should say rarely click on it. If I'm way behind on something, maybe I will. But yeah, I hate it. It just annoys me. I, I I did it first, but I follow so few people, right? That right. I don't. My, that my Twitter feed's not that busy. Maybe that is. When I go over to for you, it's like holy mackerel! I would have never fallen down this rabbit hole, and that's where I end up, anyways. Yeah. Um, but you no, know, Angel Hernandez is not up since opening weekend of baseball. That is weird. There. It is. Yeah. And no, no writers. Nobody can figure out what uh, what's going on. We know he sued the league. Yeah, it's it's weird keeping your job when you're. Suing who you're working for, right? Mm-hmm. Does that happen very often? Sage Steele. 
There's one. She yeah. did. Yeah. Um, and, and kept her job. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think rightly so. But but the Hernandez thing, the discrimination is... Uh, look, he should he should have lost his job because just flat out stinks. Yes. This is an opinion on what's going on in the world type of thing, which is certainly, you know, I, you can't fault you for having that for crying out loud and keep you from doing your job. But Angel Hernandez is awful at it. But he's been gone. Um, huh. Anyways, not a big deal, but just something worthy for those baseball fans in the audience. As we're getting close to our first checkpoint of the year with Memorial Day. Yeah, we're actually over a quarter of the way through the we season. Are, yeah. Are we throwing dirt on the Cubs? Yeah. 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 I think, you know what? Their season last year, their start kind of mirrors this year, right? That's right. Yeah. They got off to a good start. Remember, Cappy, after week two, had Suzuki as the rookie of the year in the National League, and then he flamed out down the stretch. And um, yeah, I think yeah, it's, it's maybe, what's the total? 77, 77 mm-hmm. and a half? Going to be tough. I bad division. Was, it is a bad division. That's true. Don't play Get, get us a run. Go 11 out of 12, you know, something like that to get us. Just August. Uh, hour two, Mike Palm kicks it off. Tom Kicker on the Hawks. Claxon's barbecue still to come. It's 106.3 KXNO.